Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host Danny, and today I'm doing a solo podcast and first of all I'm going to apologise for being a little bit shit with the podcast and on social media recently. For those of you who do not know, I have unfortunately had the coronavirus um, and it hit me pretty hard to be honest. I was completely flawed. I was bed bound for a good few days. At first I just thought I had a bit of a cold or flu, had typical cold flu symptoms and then I think it was like the third or fourth day I was just completely wiped out, so fatigued, barely could get out of bed, breathing hasn't been very good, um, have been coughing a lot, sneezing, um, headaches really bad, literally had every single symptom under the sun. Um, and like I said, I couldn't get out of bed for days, as you can probably still hear. Um, my breathing still isn't the best. And um, I my fitness levels are shocking at the moment. So I tried a CrossFit workout this morning um, and had to stop before the end it was a partner workout it was a really good workout actually we did um some work on our snatch and our clean and then went into a pairs workout which consisted of devil press um jump over the box um what else was in it wall balls the rowing machine um, and devil's press so it was a really gassy workout and I just had to call it quits about three quarters of the way through because my chest felt really tight um, and it felt like if I was to carry on that I was just going to cause more damage than good so yeah I'm taking it steady easing my way back into training but corona, corona hit me very hard and I obviously had to isolate as well and I live on my own in a flat so I had a lot of time to think in the four walls of my flat and it made me feel especially grateful for the little things in life like fresh air the ability to move exercise um see friends and family like it just take yourselves back to when we came out of lockdown that last time like how ready you felt to be exposed to the world again and how ready you were to train and um, be able to exercise and enjoy walks outside little things like fresh air because I don't have a garden here remember how grateful you felt then like it just sort of reinforced that with me um like I said made me really grateful for the little things in life which I think we all need to practice more gratitude for on a regular basis and if you ever find yourself getting a little bit complacent or taking things for granted, being a little bit less grateful for things in life, like the ability to train, the ability to move, fresh air, food, water, a roof over your head, all of these little things. If you start to feel less grateful for those things, you could take your back to, yourself back to a time such as post lockdown when you'd had those things taken away from you and then you were re-exposed to them again remind yourself of how that felt and reinforce that gratitude um and maybe sit down like first thing in the morning or before you go to bed and just remind yourself what you're grateful for um and make sure that you don't become complacent because gratitude is a really powerful thing if you practice it properly and um we all have a lot to be grateful for and especially you know in our country 
we're so privileged you guys will have seen the sort of news in Afghanistan recently and hopefully that sort of reinforces some gratitude that we should have as well for you all so yeah gratitude is a powerful thing and I'm especially grateful for the little things like fresh air has never felt so good so um yeah getting back into normal life now I still feel quite fatigued and my fitness is not very good like I said but I'm slowly trying to ease my way back into things um without killing myself off again and like I said whilst I was isolating I certainly had a lot of time to think and one of the things I was thinking about which I'm going to turn into the topic of this podcast is how we in the fitness industry often overcomplicate things like nutrition, like training, like fat loss for the people that need to make changes the most. So the people that maybe need to make changes for health reasons, um, maybe they're really overweight and they're experiencing health issues because of that and they need to make changes to their lifestyle to improve their health and um, to live longer and live a better quality of life. To those people, we often overcomplicate things far too much um, and quite often, quite commonly, people who are in the general population um end up getting trek like bodybuilders by contest prep coaches when they maybe shouldn't be trek like bodybuilders well definitely shouldn't be trek like bodybuilders because it's just unnecessary and um when i refer to people in the general population i'm one of those people now too like i don't have any intentions of competing again um and so my approach to training and nutrition is much more flexible and it's much simpler and I think that sort of spurred on my thoughts about how sometimes members of the general population are unnecessarily track like bodybuilders and um, aspects of training and nutrition are often overcomplicated for those people when they're the people that need these changes the most so maybe something to think about if you are either a member of the general population who doesn't have any intentions of stepping on stage in a bodybuilding show yourself or if you're a coach who coaches members of the general population think about how you're coaching those people and whether that's appropriate for them um, or whether you might maybe be overcomplicating some things because at the end of the day for most people if they were to just train consistently in a way that they enjoy training and exercise and movement um, and if they were to make a few small changes to nutrition even without tracking their macros or tracking their steps meticulously if they were to make those small changes and stay consistent with those changes over time rather than trying to follow ridiculously overcomplicated protocols which they're unable to sustain, if they were able to just make those small changes to their life and sustain them over time, they would reap so many benefits from doing that without having to stress about these minute little details, like how many grams of carbs you're having or um, how many exact steps you're doing. So it's maybe something for us to think about as coaches um, when it comes to coaching those people and whether we're actually serving them well and doing what's best for them or whether we're treating them like bodybuilders or like our other clients who maybe have more extreme goals when that's necessary. Um, so it's definitely something to think about. And you see for bodybuilders, their fat loss progress, if their goal is fat loss at that time, for example, in a contest prep, 
it doesn't need to be and it shouldn't be sustainable they get stage ready for that one day that they step on that bodybuilding stage and then they reverse that process they then go on to regain the body fat that they've lost restore health and reverse that entire process that they've just been through whereas people in the general population who might be you i would put myself in this category now or your clients if you're a coach they want sustainable results and they need a sustainable process to match that and they don't need these things overcomplicated. and often they need to be able to have flexibility. They need to be able to have a life balance, enjoy social occasions. They need to be able to function properly at work. We all know how at the back end of a contest prep, your cognitive function starts to decline. You definitely don't perform your best in work or in your education. Um, general population clients, they shouldn't be seeing those negative consequences of um, pushing to an extreme level of lean. They shouldn't be losing their menstrual cycles. Um, they shouldn't have the trade-offs that bodybuilders have and therefore they shouldn't be trapped like bodybuilders. So yeah, those people need a sustainable process to match the results being sustainable for them and they need to be able to stick at their efforts long term. Whereas like I said, with bodybuilders, it's temporary. We're not trying to sustain that long time term. So it doesn't matter if the process is unsustainable. So that's something we really have to think about when you're coaching different um, categories of people. Or if you are someone who has once stepped on stage or once participated in bodybuilding, if you're now moving away from that, you need to consider that your actions don't need to be how they were previously. And if you do decide to pursue body fat, <laughs> body fat, if you do decide to pursue fat loss again, you don't need to revert back to that contest prep diet that you previously followed. It's unnecessary and it's unproductive if you want your results to be sustainable. So if you're someone who's come away from competing, um, try to avoid getting back into this tendency of reverting back to that contest prep diet because it's all you know i want you to try and think about maybe picking that apart a little bit and um following an approach which is appropriate for you now as opposed to reverting back to that just because it's all you've known and it's how you've achieved um your goals in the past when when those actions have been appropriate to your extreme end goal um, so yeah, general population clients, whether that be you or your clients, they need a sustainable approach and they need to have um, some element of, of balance. And actually be, being too meticulous with things could be detrimental for them psychologically. And it's just straight up unnecessary. And it's probably going to cause more stress than good. And often if you overcomplicate things, it's just going to go straight, straight over the client's head. Um, and they're not going to be interested. They just want to be able to achieve the results that they desire, improve their entire quality of life. They don't need their nutrition and training to take over their entire life like it might if you were a bodybuilder. You have to ultimately dedicate the majority of your life to the goal of stepping on stage if you wish to achieve that goal. But people in the general population, they shouldn't be thinking about their next meal every second of the day. 
they shouldn't have to prepare every single little bit of food they shouldn't feel anxiety if they're going out to a restaurant eat with their friends and family they shouldn't feel like there are any foods off limits and they shouldn't be um they shouldn't feel like they have to stick to a certain meal plan or anything like that to achieve results they need to be able to manage their life and um you know that comes with managing social occasions knowing that there's no food off limits um and again not sort of they shouldn't be put into this contest prep diet which people who have the goal of stepping on stage might might follow they don't need to be that meticulous they don't need to be that extreme with their approach I think another thought process that bodybuilders often have that sometimes rubs off on general population clients when it shouldn't be rubbed off on those people is that bodybuilders have a tendency to class cardio as something negative or something that should only be used if absolutely necessary to elicit fat loss when in reality it's something that I should I think should be included in everybody's protocols if possible everybody's life if possible because of the health benefits that will come with including cardiovascular exercise in their in their life and in their protocols it's so beneficial and the benefits like i said go beyond fat loss obviously when we when people compete you get into the mindset of like everything being done purely to have a positive impact on your physique when in reality there are so many more reasons for training there are so many reasons for cardiovascular activity there are so many more reasons for making changes to your nutrition it shouldn't all be centered around your physique around your body composition especially for the general population and i think it's really important to to emphasize that with those clients with those people that the reason they're doing what they're doing the reason they're looking after themselves the reason they're providing their body with lots of nutrient dense foods the reason they're getting up and doing their steps, the reason they're getting some resistance training in is not just to change their physique. Yes, their physique will change in a positive way as a result of their actions, but it doesn't have to be the main focus like it is with bodybuilders. And I think that's something that often rubs up, rubs off on general population clients that maybe shouldn't. Their physique, they shouldn't be hyper-focused on their body composition. Um, and it's really important to point out the other benefits that come with changing your nutrition, the benefits that come with resistance training and cardiovascular exercise away from just the physique benefits to sort of emphasize that and get them to focus on elements of the process as opposed to just being um, physical appearance focused. And it's important for that reason to, like I said, point out those positives and also use measures of progress with non-competitors other than just progress pictures and body composition data. So you might, for example, make sure that they're tracking their training performance. You might get them to track their resting heart rate. You might um, get them to see how long it takes them to 
run x distance or do x distance on the bike or the row machine as a measure of their fitness levels um, you could get them to maybe take their blood pressure every now and again. You could get them just to report back to you how they feel in terms of their energy levels, their quality of life, um, how's their skin, hair and nails, how is their digestion, how is their sleep quality. All of these things are variables that we can track as members of the general population or as coaches who coach members of the general population to emphasize the fact that our body composition is not the only reason we make these changes. And it's really important to, to emphasize these things. So make sure you're doing that and you're not just using scale weight and progress pictures because far too many people um, get super focused on their, on their body composition to a great extent to a point that it sometimes becomes a little bit too much of a focus and a little bit unnecessary. And in reality, these are variables which are going to have a much bigger impact on someone's entire quality of life than purely changing their body composition would. So just something to sort of think about there and like I said these are things that I've been thinking about during the the large amount of time I've had to myself to think during isolation um, and it's just something that I wanted to cover on the podcast so I hope it's been sort of food for thought for you guys and I hope you are all well and having a great day so far thank you as always for listening and like I said at the beginning of this podcast massive apologies for my absence on the podcast and on social media because um I am usually someone who's very consistent with these things but I just needed to take a step back um and it got to the point where like I tried working through it whilst I wasn't very well and then um it got to a certain point where I just had a bit of a breakdown and I started sad I know and I'm not really someone who would usually share this type of thing but I just started crying to myself in my flat and crying out of exhaustion and also frustration because I was working through it but I wasn't producing the quality of work that I knew I was able to produce and it was taking me far too long to get through tasks, which would usually be an absolute breeze for me. So it was frustration and it was fatigue and I just got really emotional. And that was the point I said to myself, look, you need to show yourself some respect and give yourself a break because this is not productive for anybody. It wasn't productive for my clients. It wasn't productive for me. It wasn't productive for my business. I just needed to take a break. So take a leaf from my book. If you ever get to that point, just give yourself a chuffing break because what's the point in trying to work through those periods of time when you're not even producing your best quality work and you're not serving your clients to the best of your ability and you're also not serving yourself and you're probably going to take longer to recover if you don't give yourself that break and therefore you're going to spend longer producing subpar quality work if you delay that recovery process so if you're ever in that situation just give yourself a break and honestly those few days that I had off I think it's the first time for the record since I since I got into coaching both one-to-one -one and online back in 2015 
that's the first time I've taken longer than two consecutive days off of work completely. I've taken sort of, um, I've been on holiday before and worked the first half of the day and then spent the second half of the day enjoying my holiday, but I've never taken more than two consecutive days away from work. So that's how stubborn I am as a person. And this just got to the point I really needed that. And to be honest, I should have done it previously. I should have done it before. Um, and it's just about showing yourself a little bit of respect. And I got to the point where I really needed that break and it did me the absolute world of good. Um, so I'm finally recovering. I'm so much better than I was. I'm still not 100%, obviously, but yeah, so much better. And I just needed to cut myself a bit of slack. So learn from my mistakes guys have a wonderful rest of your day if you have any questions as always please drop me a dm i'm on i'm on instagram as danny bosworth so drop me a dm if you have any questions i'm always happy to help however i possibly can if you guys are not signed up to my um, weekly emails head to the link in my instagram bio and enter your email address sign up for my email list um, I send out weekly emails every Monday morning. It's a little bit like the kind of content I cover in the podcast. So if you enjoy the podcast content, sign up for my email list. You will also get discounts on products and services I offer like Educate and Eight. And you will get notified as soon as any spaces become available for Educate and Eight or one-to-one -one coaching. Um, and as well as getting the useful content like you do with my podcast. So sign up to my email list if you're not already. Um, drop me a DM if you have any questions whatsoever. Please like and subscribe if you enjoy the Female Fitness Podcast. I've got some great guests coming on soon. So keep your ears peeled for that. And I will see you in the next one.